Dino, um, we were discussing earlier about the captors' challenge, and you've contacted Graham Annesley. He's been good enough to come on the line and hopefully clear for us, for us, and also for our listeners about what's happening. Graham, good morning. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Terrific, Graham. Thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll go straight to the, cut straight to the chase here, Graham. The captains' challenge is it being exploited? Well, I think you'd you'd have to say yes to some degree. Uh, I addressed this as part of my weekly briefing last Monday and went through a couple of examples that happened last weekend. Uh, It's a bit disappointing uh, because, uh, you know, obviously the captain's challenge is in place to try and make sure that where teams feel as though uh, the referee has made a decision that they don't agree with, there's the opportunity to review it. Uh, But what we're seeing at the moment is players deliberately breaking the play down to go back and look at a prior incident which is not what the uh, the challenge was intended for. Uh, it does help us get, obviously, uh, more decisions right and minimise errors, but uh, how far back do you go? That's the yeah. question. Graham, uh, clearly we saw you know Gold Coast exploited, as you said, a couple of times last night. It's within the rules at the moment, but is it against the spirit of the game? Well, I said last week, Dean, that... Um, uh, play, it's a very risky strategy for a start uh, because we saw a player go to the bin last week where he tried to deliberately break the play down uh, and the referee felt that uh, it was a professional foul uh, by um, holding down in the ruck and the player was sent to the sin bin. So you could, you know, instead of getting a decision reviewed and getting the uh, original decision overturned, you could find yourself playing with 12. Mm. Uh, so it's a risky strategy. Uh, last night, of course, both of the decisions were overturned. Uh, But the other important point is that uh, the referees can't accept challenges on matters of discretionary penalties. So if it comes to, for example, holding down the ruck, then that's not a challengeable decision and shouldn't Mm. be accepted. Mm. I understand all that, Graham. So just back to the original point I think Dean was trying to make, if it's within the laws of the game but against the spirit of the game, how do you fix it? Well, as I said, I mean, a player went to the bin last week for uh, trying exactly that that thing. So, um, you know, we have to... um, I don't think a lot of the players are exactly aware of uh, what they can and can't challenge. Uh, So maybe there's there's an education component that we need to embark on with the clubs. But, um, but, you know, gamesmanship is not new in our game. Uh, It happens right across the park in multiple circumstances. You know, we've talked about it even as recently as this weekend in other areas of the game where, you know, players play for penalties and so Mm -hmm. forth. So, you know, it's a balance. It's a delicate balance. They're professionals. They're trying to win football games. We get that. Um, The referees have got to be up to that challenge and uh, and we have to have rules and procedures in place that try and minimise the opportunity to exploit the rules. Uh, Graham, the NRL also investigating an alleged homophobic slur captured on camera during the Warriors' win on Friday. Where are you at with that? Uh, that's still uh, being investigated, so there's no outcome on that at this stage. I mean, obviously, uh, these are serious matters. You want to make sure that uh, before uh, any action's taken or no action's taken, that uh, you've thoroughly investigated, and that's still continuing at the moment. Fair enough. And, Graham, before I let you go, one of our listeners, Tiger Dave from West Rides, just sent an SMS. Hi, guys. If you get time, can you ask Graham Annesley why the defence is being allowed to move forward when the ball is being played and not when it clears the ruck. This is preventing the attacking team from building momentum and frustrating the fans who call for offside all game. Well, it is um, It is when the ball clears the ruck. And the, but when the, the definition of the ball clearing the ruck is when, it's, uh, when the player is literally... Uh, 
played it back. So when it's behind his foot or it's uh, cleared his foot after he uh, plays the ball. Um, what we do find, of course, is that the teams are so well drilled now and their line speed is so mm. fast. They get off the line so quickly uh, that, um, you know, they can be on top of the attacking team uh, quite quite fast, uh, particularly if, um, uh, you know, the team in possession is uh, a little bit slow at clearing the ruck. Uh, but, um, but that is the rule. So, um, you know, I, I mean... I guess everyone will have their opinion on whether it's enforced properly or not, but that is the current rule. No, fair enough. Hey, Graham, really appreciate you coming on on short notice and just addressing those issues, and I uh, um, really appreciate um, you coming on on a Sunday morning. No problem. Thanks, Thanks Graham. Th- there's Graham Annersley from the NRL, and that sort of clears it up a little bit, Dino, and, and uh, I think getting the information back to the players and providing that information, what they can and can't challenge, might be the key to all this. Yeah, Graham makes a good point. It is a risk. If they want to take that mm. risk, that's fine. It came off twice last night. Yeah. That's why we're here talking about it. Had it not come off... Ten minutes in the bin. <laughs> potentially twice in that game. So yeah. you run a massive risk by doing it. If you want to take that punt, good luck to you. But if it's not in the spirit of the game, don't mm. sook if <laughs> you have two men being sat down throughout a game. Exactly.